What is up, everybody? Let us spin some yarn. Uh, I am back from deployment, and I'm super happy to be home. Uh, and I'm super happy to be able to record again. Like, I'm really excited about it. I have a giant list of stuff uh, from deployment. I've been making a list uh, of all the things that I want to record. Uh, episodes, spin the yarns, whatever. Um, I actually was finishing the Navy Advancement episode before I left, and I just ran out of time. And then I definitely have seen... Uh, your emails and messages, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, I've been kind of busy since I got back, uh, getting the other crew ready for deployment, and uh, haven't had the time to really engage yet, but I will very soon. I got the weekend off, and uh, I plan on doing some work on some stuff and, and starting to work towards getting some material done. Uh, but really what I want to talk about today is something I, I kind of got talking with the chief uh, that I work with about the topic of leaders that understand what the right answer is, uh, or what they, I guess what they should be doing or what they think they should be doing. Kind of what, kind of what the party line is, I guess, or what they think the baseline expectation is just based on what they've seen throughout their careers. And, uh, they say all the right things and maybe at one time they did a lot of the right things too. But based on whatever, I guess the opportunity to be lazy comes along with promotions, right? Like as you as you get more power, there's more there's more increased responsibility, but there's also less people telling you no, right? And so you can fall into some traps of of laziness. Uh, I, I've caught myself doing it sometimes. So it's definitely a thing that can happen to people where they they have this idea of maybe what they are in their head or what they've been told they are in their head or maybe what they used to be in their head. Um, but maybe they've fallen off a little bit. And the, the other thing that I kind of noticed that might be a contributing factor is as they as their performance is va validated and as they've gotten promoted and gained more responsibility and along with it more power, they've kind of stopped, you know, flooring it. I mean, their foot came off the gas pedal and they still think they're that person though it's almost like an athlete past their prime they still think they're that person that they were when they were lifting super heavy weights or knocking out of the park but they're not and they continue to do it because they think they are right and so it's kind of like a similar path where where this leader still thinks they're getting after it like they used to uh, but they're really not and, and with that power become you become less likely to be told uh, that you're not doing those things you used to be doing anymore, right? Because people are afraid to give you that feedback or, or at least more afraid, right? Where uh, you might be lucky enough to still have people that provide you feedback and tell you no and <laughs> tell you when you're screwing up. And, and I hope that you do, but I can tell you as I've been promoted, less and less people are willing to do that for me. Uh, and I, I find that the people above me are less and less in the position to see the things that they would need to see to do that for me, right? So, like, I have a, a CMC that presumably, if if he was made aware of or saw me doing things that are screwed up, he would tell me that I'm screwed up. And he, and he does when I do things that, you know, he thinks are calling outside the lines or he thinks I could have done it better or, or he thinks there's a teachable moment. He does those things. But he's not in the position to see it. 
as much as my juniors are, right? Or even my peers. But a lot of my peers are junior to me. They're newer chiefs and they might not be as willing to say what they need to say. Like, even though we say that we're willing to do that, it's really difficult to confront another chief and tell them they're all screwed up. It is. Uh, it's difficult for me still to this day. I do it and I I have to force myself. Sometimes I have to have a conversation with someone else and have them like confirm that, you know, yeah, no, that, that is something that you need to talk to them about or, or for sure like that is screwed up or whatever, right? And, and I think when I do that, it's more to, to kind of give me the push I need. Uh, to go have that confrontation, and, and I don't mean argument. I just mean it's conf- it's a confrontation when you uh, when you give somebody uh, even constructive criticism. Sometimes that can be a confrontation, right? There's going to be a little friction. So I think I need the nudge more so than I need the validation that I'm right, right? Uh, sometimes it's both, but I think uh, having that is really important. And then I think that the perception. Uh, that that confrontation could be negative. Maybe I'm wrong, or just the, how uncomfortable it is. People are afraid. Fear might even be the wrong word. Like I think that some juniors are definitely afraid, but even peers, it's like people just don't like confrontation. So they don't. It's it uncomfortable. So maybe they're not afraid of me or you or whoever. But maybe they just don't want to be uncomfortable. Like it sucks. I don't. I don't want to be uncomfortable. There's nothing fun about it. I mean, I do want to be uncomfortable because it means I'm growing, but it, it, there's a discomfort to that, to confrontation. A lot of people avoid it at all costs, right? So what are the odds that I'm being told that I'm not doing what I should be doing or I'm not doing the same things that I that I used to do or there's a lot of areas that I could improve and being told by the people that are in the position to do it, which are probably my juniors and my peers more so than my seniors, right? At the level I'm at now, for sure. So I, I we were talking about a, a person we knew mutually who I will speak about vaguely on purpose to protect their identity and et cetera, kind of like I always do. Uh, but they think they're doing all the right things. Like they make statements saying they're doing things that they're not doing on a regular basis. And when confronted about it, they react negatively, right? Because they really believe that they're still doing all the things that they used to do. And we know they used to do them because we knew them when they did. So it's hard to convince a leader like that, that they're not getting getting after like they used to. You're not doing all the same things you used to. You dialed it back a bit. (laughs) And it's also hard that, like I was just saying, the juniors which in this case, I'm this leader's junior, and so is this chief that I was talking to, right? Like, I can't tell him the things I need to tell him and have him believe me because I'm not his senior. It's like a, it's like a, you're caught in this pickle where he's not gonna believe anyone. This, and it's just this person's personality type. It's not always true, right? I'm not, I'm not saying some universal truth right now by any stretch, but this particular case, and I think it probably applies to a lot of people because we're human, is I'm not gonna listen to somebody as readily as I would if they were an expert or if they had a ton of experience with a thing or if I looked up to them or if I knew, you know, they had 
some kind of documented superior performance in this area, or they're my mentor or whatever, right? If they're my superior in some way, shape or form, I'm going to be way more likely to listen to them than I would be if they were a junior that is just perceptive and very intelligent and happens to see, or maybe they have experience with me and they noticed you're not doing the same things that you used to do, right? So you're in this pickle where I'm in the best position as a junior to see these things and provide that feedback, but you're less likely to receive that feedback because I'm not senior and because you, I'm not somebody that validates your performance. I don't have more experience than you. I'm not better at this than you. So I can't provide that, you know, that criticism or I'm not best suited to it or whatever. Right. So, so how do you fix that? Right? Like we have this guy that is unwilling to receive the feedback he needs to receive to fix himself, but he's also not going to receive it from somebody that's not in the position, position to provide it. That doesn't have the information that I have. And it's tough because we're in this position where I guess the way we were talking about it was there's a part of me that always defaults back to personal responsibility, right? Like this leader should know better, right? And I say that kind of cautiously because theoretically, when you get to the level that that I'm at or or that a, a CMC or a commander or whoever is at, right? They all should know better when it comes to basic leadership principles, but they don't always. And there's a lot of different reasons for that, right? A leader like this, a senior leader like this is going to think to themselves that they do have a great grasp on these leadership principles and they do understand it and they are doing all the right things so that when they start to slip in their mind, they're not slipping and they're less likely to receive this feedback because of the pickle we just talked about, right? So. I guess the part that I get hung up on is what do you do about it? You know, like you have leaders that are essentially regressing and you can end up in this tough spot of like, do as I say, not as I do, right? Where this person is saying all the right things and is kind of, is telling everybody what they, they should be doing or is talking about all these things that they should be doing and this is the way that the organization should be going but maybe they're not living any of it or maybe they're not backing it up or maybe they're not holding people accountable to it and creating the culture that they say should exist and then you get an organization that whose culture starts to degrade because of that because if you don't care about it I don't care about it if you're not living it and showing me that the things you're saying you mean and that you you really believe them if you're not doing the things you're saying I should be doing then why would I do them if I don't see you taking action like let's say like we're talking about cleanliness right like let's say you know just ownership of the ship right it should be clean a lot of ship major ships inspections grade you on cleanliness preservation and stowage right so let's say you're saying you know cleanliness preservation and stowage is our top priority and it's very important and we need to get this done to show this inspection team how much we take ownership of the boat and that we care and that we preserve and fight our ship the way that warriors do whatever right like you you whatever your mantra is or your your uh, motto on your ship is right So you say, you're getting in front of the crew and you're saying, this thing is important, it's our top priority. And then you're never seen 
out on the deck plates during cleanup. You're never out there showing people what it what it means to do this. You're never out there evaluating uh, the people doing it or the people supervising it. You're never providing any training on what the priorities are as far as what should be cleaned, asking for lists on preservation, checking stowage. You're never out there doing any of it. You're just saying that it's important. Maybe at the beginning, those leaders buy in and you get a little bit of a, you get a response at the beginning, right? Where they get, they're engaged for a minute because you said it's a top priority and you're their leader. And so they're going to, you know, they're going to go work on that. But then they see that you're never out there. You're never following up. You're never following through with the things that you said. You're not acting like it's important to you. What, what is going to happen? Like what's everybody else going to do? They're going to start acting like it's not important to them because it's not important to you. So it's not important to them. If they don't see you doing the thing, if you don't, if they don't see you like following through and backing it up, then it's just lip service and they're going to pick up on that really quick because they're very intelligent human beings and they're going to start allocating their bandwidth elsewhere. They're going to decide what's important. So now we're not working towards the mission. We're not working towards the goals. And then that leader who said it was important is going to get really upset that you're not treating it as important because they told you to, because they said so. Right. So we're going to end up in this place where it's going to turn into we're we're going the wrong direction at the, at minimum, if not a toxic command climate. Right. And everybody's going to throw their hands up and wonder why. And I thought it was interesting as we had this conversation, it was just like a, you kind of marvel at like how do how do you get here, right? Like how do you get to a place where a leader that's a very intelligent human being clearly at some point and I and I saw it, so did this other leader, clearly at some point they understood and they followed through and they took the ownership that they should. But somewhere along the way they lost it. Like how 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 does that happen? How do we get there? How does it how does that go unchecked for so long because we were talking about almost like a, a validation process involved in like leadership progressing it's like how, how do you go so long with your performance being validated by seniors if it's not where it should be or when it does take the turn like how how does it go unchecked for so long because it's been a long it's been a long time it's been years where this performance has been allowed to happen and everybody's pretending that this person is who who he used to be. And there's been indicators. It's not like it hasn't been brought up. I mean, through, through multiple mediums, it's been brought up at the level that it needed to that this leader is no longer doing the things that they should be doing. And like, there's a problem. There's been red flags. But it's like, what, what do you do about that? It's interesting because as the evaluation process changes, and I'm sure I'll talk about that as I get caught up on everything. I was scanning through nav admins and all sort of stuff today. And I saw a lot of stuff that came out about, you know, advancement and, and performance evaluations and stuff while I was gone. And so I, I got to digest all that and, and get caught up. But as evaluations change, like I can tell you when I was at the senior enlisted Academy, I had some discussions with some, uh, special warfare community guys. And, and they were telling me about 360 evaluations that 
they utilize in uh, Naval Special Warfare community. And it's basically this process where uh, you get evaluated from 360 degrees. So peers, subordinates, and seniors all take a shot at evaluating you and you get what I, I'm assuming was, I, I, if I remember this correctly, it was all anonymous feedback. Like you would get it, uh, I, I don't know if you've ever seen like a command climate survey, but uh, you get a lot of anonymous feedback and it's literally just a synopsis of all the comments with nothing. It doesn't say who, it doesn't even give you the demographic data. It's just a bunch of comments. And uh, it gives you like a, like a bunch of comments, like these ones are from your peers, these ones are from your uh, subordinates, these ones are from your seniors. And it gives you a really great snapshot of like how your peers perceive you, how your leadership perceives you, and then how your subordinates perceive you. And they grade you and give you like a number grade, <coughs> but they also give you comments, like they get to kind of elaborate on it too, right? So you get like metrics that you can grade yourself off of, but you also get like comments. And if, if you if you can imagine for a second, like if one person walks up to you and says, hey, you know, I think you do this thing and it's really, it's really bad or it's really annoying or whatever. And, and maybe you can discount that because it's only one person. So there's no multiple data points, there's no trend. Maybe you can discount it because uh, you don't respect that person or, or value their opinion or they're not in a position to, to critique you or provide you feedback or whatever. Like you just don't value it for whatever. You can discount it for a lot of reasons because you know who the person is and maybe you have a, a, a history with them or there's some kind of context there, right? If you get an evaluation with number metrics broken down by category and then you get like, 10 comments saying the same thing that like you're a bad communicator or you're hard to you're unapproachable if you get 10 different people all anonymous and maybe it's from multiple different categories maybe subordinates and peers both said the same thing that you're unapproachable or you're hard to talk to or you're a bad communicator think about the impact that would have and how different you would take that like it's anonymous so you can't attach any kind of excuse or subtext to it because you don't even know who said it, but then you also have 10 data points, so there's a trend, like a significant trend, that would probably alter your behavior a little more than one person walking up and saying, hey man, I think you could do this better, right? I thought that was really interesting, and that's what I started thinking of immediately, was what if we got to a point where we were doing that? I, I mean, I think that could fix the exact problem that I'm talking about, this, this scenario that I'm talking about, is like if you get that thrown in your face during an evaluation period, especially if it's happening more than once a year, I mean, that that in and of itself could could significantly contribute to fixing that problem. But um, but then I also, I mean, I just default back to what I always default back to, too, just taking leadership development and education more seriously, which, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, seems to be happening. Uh, there's a couple of different really encouraging things that I've seen lately. So as I was getting underway for deployment, they were piloting a CPO leadership course uh, in my area. And, and it wasn't, and this isn't like this, the perspective leadership course that they do during the chief season every year. This was a CPO leadership course, like a formal brick and mortar in a classroom leadership course to teach chiefs to be better leaders. The end. That's what it was. It was, you know, a bunch of regional CMCs and, and uh, uh, master chiefs teaching this course to a bunch of chiefs, not even just brand new chiefs, like just chiefs all from all over. 
Um, from my understanding is they're, they're going to try to bring back a bunch of the other leadership courses that are, are the ma- kind of the mandatory requirements for promotion. They're going to try to bring those back regionally at uh, all the different training commands in, in certain areas to, to formalize it and standardize it so that, uh, and, and it recently, if you, if you've read the Navy times, uh, Mick Pond-Smith is talking about this right now, about standardizing and bringing it all back so that it's getting done the way it was intended and so they get the leadership training that, that they deserve um, that, and that they need, which is really encouraging that, that that's being recognized at that level. Um, so, so you'll see some of that stuff coming hopefully soon, right? Um, I, you know, can I, I can't speak to the content of it. I, I haven't experienced it. Uh, during the time I have, you know, post-deployment, I'm going to try to seek that out uh, and see if I can't sit in on it or, or at least talk to some people that have attended it and see some of the course material. But it, just the fact that it's happening is a giant leap in the right direction. Uh, also, um, I somebody reached out to me on Instagram about uh, the CPO uh basically the chief petty officer's handbook uh the original version was written by mick ponhagen uh i'm embarrassed to say that i've never read it i actually just ordered a copy of both because uh, there's a there's a version two that was re- written by uh retired fleet master chief kingsbury who again i you know i'm not super familiar with but i, I i'm excited to get my hands on the books and, and go through them um it's one of those books that like there's an area at the navy exchange where they have all those books on like eval writing and awards writing and they're these old books written a long time ago valuable information in them but i've seen them kind of laying around ships that i've been on or at commands i've been at thumbed through them a little bit and then i kind of got into at my last shore duty i spent a lot of time in the evaluation manual and a couple other ones like the the handbook like it's just like a guide on how to do these things which You'd think that would have struck a bigger chord with me earlier on, but I kind of didn't notice them because it was never something anybody pointed at and said, hey, that's a great resource. Go check it out. And so I'm going to feel like a big idiot if I, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure I'm going to feel like a big idiot when I go through these, uh, these CPO handbooks and I'm like, oh my man, like, I wish I would have read this 10 years ago. Oh my God. Um, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen, but it's, it's also sad to me that I didn't know it was a thing. Like, uh, it breaks my heart that that it, if it's the quality that I'm assuming it is, and I'm sure it is, especially as they're updating it. Uh, it, why is it not mandatory reading? Like, I'm sh- and and I will make it so for the for the chiefs I train in the future. But I'm embarrassed and and saddened that I didn't even know it was a thing. Like. I, and I feel like I probably saw it at one point and I just didn't think about it. I don't know. I, I like I looked at it as like they were just all these old, dusty, outdated books and I wasn't as big of a reader as I am now back then. And I forgot, forgot about it. And nobody put it in front of me, which breaks my heart because now I'm going to do that. Uh, I hand out uh, Extreme Ownership and now the Dichotomy of Leadership, the books by Jocko Willink. I'm a big fan of those. He's a retired SEAL commander and I get a lot out of his podcast and leadership material. Um, but I hand those books out all the time. Uh, and so I, with these ones, if they're of the quality that I think they are, I mean, start stocking up on those and <laughs> telling everybody to get their hands on a copy. But, uh, man, I, I, I'm really encouraged with a lot of the things I've seen. And the reason I brought that up is because it's being updated. And I, uh, the person that reached out to me, uh, asked for me to provide input, uh, on version three to the, to the handbook that's coming out, the chief petty officer handbook. But so I, I'm first going to digest the first two versions, um, so that I know, you know, 
what material I'm talking about and, and then make some suggestions. But just the fact that that these things are coming up, that, that the effort is being put in to revise this and update it because they see the need and they're filling it. It like that's exciting. And and I'm really happy that I'm starting to see us trending in the right direction uh, back towards formal leadership development education. Uh, it warms my heart. I will never stop uh, doing what I'm doing because I think that mediums like this, uh, talking about things as they're happening and and providing whatever insight I can based on my experiences is, is valuable no matter what. And I think, especially as I roll the shore duty here soon, uh, as I have the time to create dialogues with people and do more interview-based things, I've wanted to do it for a while and I've talked to a couple people about doing one and I just my bandwidth doesn't exist in the capacity that it needs to, uh, to make things like those happen. Yeah. I get excited about it and we talk about it and I try to get a plan hammered out and then I just, it just never, I never have time. Uh, so I'm hoping, you know, as, as I roll to shore duty and then uh, trend towards retiring that I have more and more opportunity to do things like that. But yeah, I, that's what I got for you today. I mean, I kind of, that was kind of open-ended and more me rambling than anything else, but it just struck me the do as I say, not as I do thing. You know, we, we talk about it all the time and the dangers of it and the pitfalls of it, but in the context that we recognized it, it was like it, he wasn't doing it, ba- like he wasn't doing it for the reasons that I think we associate with it normally. I think we associate it with it almost like somebody's doing it on purpose or, or maliciously, right? Or they're just lazy or they're just a bad leader, right? But what if they're not? What if they're just human and they just took their foot off the gas pedal, right? They just got a little lazy and they didn't have people like chin checking them, telling them, hey, knock it off. Like go back to doing the things that made you successful and continue doing the things that made everybody follow you because you were a good leader. And what if it's just because they don't have the mechanism to provide them that chin check, that feedback, right? Like why don't we have that? Uh, I feel like the 360 evaluation process is something that even though it's not a formal Navy wide process right now, I feel like it's a process you could implement really easily. Uh, and that could be super, super productive, but it would be something, I think it would be something that would need a command's endorsement at the command level. Almost like you got to get behind the command climate survey and really convince people. Yeah, it's anonymous. We're not, we don't know it's you. Please provide us with the feedback that we need to get really good feedback out of it. Um, Cause I have like an anonymous email thing. It's like a kind of like CO suggestion box digitally, but it, you can, you can send it to anybody like the, the CMC or XO or the department heads or department chiefs. You can, you can pick who you want to send the anonymous feedback to and it sends an anonymous email to them. Um, and it, it, it kind of gets like, sh- not shrugged off. I mean, it kind of gets like, it's instantly viewed skeptically because a it's one person B they kind of like, Oh, junior sailors just complain to complain, blah, blah. Like it's instantly discounted because it's only one data point. And a lot of times junior sailors provide feedback because it's anonymous in a way that is like either feels like complaining or it's literally like a digital middle finger. Like they're like using a lot of words that they wouldn't use if they had to say it out loud or, you know what I mean? Like they get real brave because they're behind a keyboard. So it, it, it's not viewed as constructive because for that reason, they're basically just saying F you, um, or, or using it as a medium to, to say you're an idiot kind of. So it's kind of, you know, it, it could be such a valuable tool, but I think the way that 
if, if it was laid out in a way that multiple data points, all anonymous, just broken down into peer subordinates and superiors, that that could be really constructive. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to be repeating myself if I keep going. So that that's it. I'm almost home. Uh, I'm really excited to start getting more content out, starting with this. I'll finish up that advancement episode, and we'll go from there. i got a big list of stuff I'm excited about, uh, and I'll update you as soon as the ball starts rolling on all of it. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and don't give up the ship.